and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of any experimental injections, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible, and it does include historical documents from the Founders era. It is a beautiful Bible, a treasure for your home, and you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Today is day 188, and if you just happen to click on this episode and this is your first time joining us here on the podcast, welcome. We are reading the Bible in a year, and you can absolutely jump in right here, right now, and just finish out the rest of the year with us. You do not have to wait until our new year begins in January. Absolutely not. And um, in fact, I don't recommend that you wait. Just stay here and come on in. And, or you could just say, you know what, I, I, I kind of feel better starting at a day one. So go ahead and just stop this episode and go to the day one episode. It's right there ready for you. And you can just declare that today is your first day in reading the Bible in a year. Isn't that amazing? Like, just get in and do it. God's Word is truly transformative um, in your life. It has been in mine. And if you've been here since the beginning, maybe you're feeling the same thing. And if you are, please continue to share this podcast with people in your life just so that they can also join in. There, it's, it's, you know, a no-pressure type thing. It's literally just a place where we can immerse ourselves into God's word. That is it. It's not me. It's God speaking through his word to you. I am just reading it out loud on a podcast. That's it. All right. Well, today we are going to be reading Nahum, Psalm 149, and 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So before we start Nahum, uh, I just would like to read the description. I love that this Bible provides a description um, and just says, you know, who the author is and when it's written and the purpose of the book. So I'll just go ahead and read that first and then we'll get started. So the author is Nahum and it was written shortly before 612 BC. And this book is a vivid prophecy of the approaching downfall of Nineveh, the capital city of Assyria, one of the most warlike of the ancient heathen nations. The prophecy of Nahum whose name means consolation or comfort, is given to the people of Judah approximately 150 years after God sent the prophet Jonah to the same city. In generations past, he confronted them, and they did turn and repent. But sadly, Nineveh returned to its wicked ways. His purpose in Nahum was to comfort his people, long harassed by Assyria, with the assurance that the cruel and oppressive people would be dealt with, judged, and would meet destruction at God's hand. 
Nahum is a word to the bullied that says, Yes, there is justice, the bully will be dealt with, and not to fear, the guilty do not go unpunished. God is patient and slow to anger, but as a righteous, holy God who rules over all the earth, no one gets away with anything. The key verse is here, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Nahum 1.3. Let's go ahead and get started. The Book of Nahum. God is Awesome. Chapter 1. The Oracle of Nineveh. The Book of the Vision of Nahum. The Elkoshite. A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserves wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. In whirlwind and storm it and storm is his way, and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The blossoms of Lebanon wither. Mountains quake. Because of him, and the hills dissolve. Indeed, the earth is upheaved by his presence, the world and all the inhabitants in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the burning of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken up by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. But with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of its sight, and will pursue his enemies into darkness. Whatever you devise against the Lord, he will make a complete end of it. Distress will not rise up twice, like tangled thorns, and like those who are drunken with their drink. They are consumed, as stubble completely withered. From you has gone forth one who plotted evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. Thus says the Lord, though they are at full strength, and likewise many, even so they will be cut off and pass away. Though I have afflicted you, I will afflict you no longer. So now I will break the, his yoke bar from so now I will break his yoke bar from upon you, and I will tear off your shackles. The Lord has issued a command concerning you. Your name will no longer be perpetuated. I will cut off idol and image from the house of your gods. I will prepare your grave, for you are contemptible. Behold, on the mountains, the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace. Celebrate your feasts, O Judah. Pay your vows, for never again will the wicked one pass through you. He is cut off completely. The Overthrow of Nineveh, Chapter 2 The one who scatters has come up against you. Man the fortress, watch the road. Strengthen your back, summon all your strength. For the Lord will restore the splendor of Jacob. Like the splendor of Israel, even though devastators have devastated them and destroyed their vine branches. The shields of his mighty men are colored red. The warriors are dressed in scarlet. The chariots are enveloped in flashing steel. When he is prepared to march and the cypress spears are banished. The chariots race madly in the streets. They rush wildly in the squares. Their appearance is like torches. They dash to and fro like lightning flashes. He remembers his nobles. They stumble in their march. They hurry to her, to her wall, and the mantelet is set up. The gates of the rivers are opened, and the palace is dissolved. It is fixed. She is stripped. She is carried away, and her handmaids are moaning like the sound of doves beating on their breasts. Though Nineveh was like a pool of water throughout her days, now they are fleeing. Stop, stop, but no one turns back. 
Plunder the silver, plunder the gold, for there is no limit to their treasure. Wealth from every kind of desirable object. She is emptied, yes, she is desolate and waste. Hearts and melting and knees knocking. Also anguish is in the whole body, and all their faces are grown pale. Where is the den of the lions and the feeding place of the young lions, where the lion, lioness, and lion's cub prowled, with nothing to disturb them? The lion tore enough for his cubs, killed enough for his lionesses, and filled his lairs with prey and his dens with torn flesh. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts. I will burn up her chariots in smoke. A sword will devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the land, and no longer will the voice of your messengers be heard. Nineveh's Complete Ruin, Chapter 3 Woe to the bloody city, completely full of lies and pillage. Her prey never departs. The noise of the whip, the noise of the rattling of the wheel, galloping horses and bounding chariots, horsemen charging, swords flashing, spears gleaming, many slain, a mass of corpses, and countless dead bodies. They stumble over the dead bodies, all because of the many harlotries of the harlot, the charming one, the mistress of sorceries, who sells nations by her harlotries and families by her sorceries. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will lift up your skirts over your face and show to the nations your nakedness and to the kingdoms your disgrace. I will throw filth on you and make you vile and set you up as a spectacle, and it will come about that all who see you will shrink from you and stay, and say, Nineveh is devastated. Who will grieve for her? Where will I seek comforters for you? Are you better than Noamon, which was situated by the waters of the Nile, with water surrounding her, whose rampart was the sea, whose wall consisted of the sea? Ethiopia was her might, and Egypt too, without limits. Put and Lobim were among her helpers, yet she became an exile. She went into captivity. Also, her small children were dashed to pieces at the head of every street. They cast lots for her honorable men, and all her great men were bound with fetters. You too will become drunk. You will be hidden. You too will search for a refuge from the enemy. All your fortifications are fig trees with ripe fruit. When shaken, they fall into the eater's mouth. Behold, your people are women in your midst. The gates of your land are opened wide to your enemies. Fire consumes your gate bars. Draw for yourself water for the siege. Strengthen your fortifications. Go into the clay and tread the mortar. Take hold of the brick mold. There, fire will consume you. The sword will cut you down. It will consume you as the locust does. Multiply yourself like the creeping locust. Multiply yourself like the swarming locust. You have increased your traitors more than the stars of heaven. The creeping locust strips and flies away. Your guardsmen are like the swarming locust. Your marshals are like hordes of grasshoppers, settling in the stone walls of a cold day. The sun rises and they flee, and the place where they are is not known. Your shepherds are sleeping, O king of Assyria. Your nobles are lying down. Your people are scattered on the mountains, and there is no one to regather them. There is no relief for your breakdown. Your wound is incurable. Oh, excuse me. Your wound is incurable. All who hear about you will clap their hands over you. For on whom has not your evil passed continually? Psalm 149. Israel invoked to praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the sons of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with timbrel and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation. Let the godly ones exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This, this is an honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 4, Paul's Apostolic Ministry. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the world, the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God, and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, <clears throat> but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And those are our readings today. So the book of Nahum um, and his, prophes his prophesying for um about what was going to happen with Nineveh. 
and how the Assyrians would be taken down. Very powerful book. And I just, I'm loving today in 2 Corinthians. Uh, such beautiful um, just words here. Uh, for we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So we are carrying both of those things. And carrying the dying of Jesus, the, the belief that he died, and then we also are carrying the risen life, the resurrection of Jesus, so that that may be manifested in our body. I just want to just take a moment. I mean, that is just such beautiful wisdom from such a long time ago. Um, Paul is just very wise, and it really is so applicable to us today, especially uh, when it comes to our mental health, uh, physical health as well, um, the importance of taking care of the body, uh, and the how we uh, take care of the physical body that holds the spirit, the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's just such beautiful wisdom from Paul, and just to think that not only do we carry the death, but we we want to especially portray the light and the life of Jesus that we have. We are, as believing in him, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Exactly. I mean, that is just, that is it in a nutshell. That is why we are on the walk that we are on. That is why we follow Jesus. Things that are not seen. That is how we build our faith, our trust, and remain hopeful. That is how we remain hopeful of Jesus' return and of his promise, God's promise to us as Christians. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Very powerful day in your word. We appreciate so much the stories of the people that you hand-selected for your word. We just, just thank you so much for the, the valuable lessons that we get to take and practice in our own lives and reflect on and take action in our lives when something needs to change so that we can walk right for you so that we can serve you, not ourselves, but you serve you first and we can serve others before ourselves. Jesus was the ultimate servant Lord and we just pray that we can be more like him each and every day and that we can remember that we carry his death and his life within us and that we pray for confidence and courage to um, 
for when we are in others' presence that they know and that they can see your son Jesus and the life that we hold of Jesus in us. We pray that people can see that. We pray that we can lead people to you, Lord, through your son, Jesus. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, it's not what is seen. It is what is not seen that is eternal. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.